This is broadcast number 28 of Indie Radio. Indie Radio is an indie game development talk show, which is here to bring you interviews with both large and lesser-known developers, recap the latest news, debate about topics in indie gaming, and give you some tips and tricks for your journey into programming. Today, I'll be your host, Ian Jones, not Brett, and I'm from the East Coast of the United States. I am the co-host today. I'm the broadcasting awesomeness person, and I'm Mike. I'm from the East Coast, too. Okay, welcome to the news part of Indie Radio. Uh, first off, we have Game Maker Studio, which this is kind of old now, but uh, it starts at $99. On the other hand, and Windows and Mac to publish for any of the other uh, three mediums, you have to pay additional money. And knowing the Game Maker community, that's not going to be very popular. Uh, for HTML5, it's another $99, and for either Android or iOS, you have to pay an additional $200. All right. So if you want all of the um, devices that you can publish to, that's a total of $596. Oh. And also, to be able to publish to iOS, to Mac, oh, you have yeah, to you have, have something uh, else too. Mac. And you have to buy a license. Yeah, yeah. And, um, iOS and whatnot. I mean, I use GameMaker a lot, and I always advocate that it's a really nice way for anybody to make games. But honestly, this is just disgusting. I mean, the whole point of GameMaker was that it was a cheap, easy way for anybody to get into game making, and now it's an expensive, more difficult process that really kills what GameMaker was. I don't know why you would use it now, really. Um, speaking of, well, nah. Meh. Meh, <laughs> you know. Um, anyways, because that's some rather old news now, and most people who care about it have already uh, seen it, let's move on to Stencil. Oh, joy. Uh, so, Stencil 2.1 has been out for a while now, and the main update with that was the scene designer. And uh, But, again, like with Game Maker Studio, if you really care about it, you've probably already checked that out and everything. On the other hand, uh, you might not know about Stencil 2.2 and 3.0, the planned updates. 2.2, they're trying to make it a uh, faster, more streamlined uh, user interface so you can get more done and not take nearly as much time to do it. And then, more interestingly, Stencil 3.0, which kind of fills in the gaps that uh, in terms of exporting. And given that we just talked about the, how pricey Game Maker Studio is, this seems like a pretty good way to go. Uh, Stencil 3.0 will allow you to port games to, well, export games to uh, Android and HTML5 now, and also native C++ code for Windows, Ooh, Mac, and Linux. Nice and, quickly, and obviously still Flash. Quickly, just to get out here and say this, Brett, obviously not being here, is normally the one who would you're getting any latency or any stopping or crackling or anything, we apologize right away. That's just because we had to hurry and set this up quickly using my computer. So, um, yeah, you can blame everything on Brett. Anyways, um, to finish off the Stencil news, Stencil 3.0 is due to arrive sometime this summer. And uh, as of June 1st, work is well underway, apparently. 
Um, now we're moving on to Game Salad. And Enjoy. this is also pretty awesome. Um, game Salad allows you to make games for iOS, in case you don't already know. And, well, that's how it started anyways. And now you can also uh, make games using Windows, though, for iOS. So if you're really looking into that sort of development, because most uh, devices required you to use a Mac to publish it, because that's actually what Apple requires, uh, game Salad allow- now, now allows you to do that from Windows. Which means I actually might even look into this, even though Same I haven't been able to mess around with it yet. I, I just thought about that. Now that I know that that's all said and done, I might actually download that and look into it and stuff. Sounds like a really good deal to me. And uh, both versions are going to be about the same uh, time. Like Essentially, Mac will be first still, but they're trying to keep it very close together. So once you uh, have the Mac version now and everything, then they'll update the Windows version to be the same version and everything. Maker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then, okay, uh, on the Indie Games web blog, well, more, I guess, Gamma Sutra, really, uh, they've been posting quite a few jobs. So you have um, people like uh, Infinity Ward, Wizards of the Coast, uh, LucasArts, and whatnot. Uh, basically, if you're looking to use your skills to get a job somewhere, you can look into this article, which I'm going to burst about right now. Um, <laughs> I don't feel like reading the really long URL, so... You know, funny story, I might as well bring this up now. I don't think I've talked about this on the show before. But I've actually, I had a job testing at Activision for a little while. And it was a really good experience, so... I mean, anybody in the indie game community who really wants to get into a real... I don't know how to put this. a Like, in the actual field of gaming, I think it... um. You don't really have to be scared. It actually feels a lot like the same. It's just a lot of guys who love playing video games and love making them. It's the same love. It's just they're making more money, and it's more about money. <laughs> All right. Um, Connor Hart from Overact just said that it looks like they won't be able to make it this show. On the other hand, they'll be able to join for the next show to update us on their progress. Um, <sighs> Evil. Anyways, <laughs> also from the Indie Games Web blog... Um, Humble Indie Bundle 5 has now added uh, Lone Survivor and Super Meat Boy, awesome, and Braid, which they also had before. Um, And so I was already really, I was definitely going to buy it, but I haven't got a chance to yet because I'm broke. What are you doing? I'm downloading it right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, there's already the five epic games that started with as well as... uh, what was the one that they had us beat the average before? Um, wasn't that three? I don't know. It might have been three. Either way, they already had a or bunch of two? amazing games I in there. I think it might have been so. two, because I remember everybody bought two. I, well, I don't know three. anybody. Which, one, which game? Because I think the last one that had Super Meat Boy Braid was had, Well, one. Super Meat Boy would have been two, I think, yeah. I think no. that was the one that sold the time. Couldn't have been, because... It must have been like the first one. I don't know. Uh, um, anyways, <laughs> so now there's Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery EP Limbo, which is obviously amazing. Amnesia of the Dark Descent, also amazing. Psychonauts, also amazing. They're all amazing. I need to stop saying that. And you have Bastion, Lone Survivor, Braid, and Super Meat Boy. So if you haven't bought it yet, like me, and you're an idiot, you should go buy it now and beat the average, which is $8.27 uh, right now. Um, so much money. <laughs> I can download is- Doodle Jump for 99 cents. 
<laughs> this is hardly surprising, but Minecraft is already the biggest selling Xbox Live yeah, arcade blah, blah, game blah. with 2 million purchases. And it's a, a secret Microsoft plan to uh, not let Minecraft be compatible with Windows 8 so that you have to buy it to play it on Xbox? No, no, it depends on, you know, when you no, update. No, update, no, it comes incorrect, back, incorrect. update, it goes away again. Whoa, whoa, you know? whoa, 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 man. Whoa. I updated Windows 8 twice, fixed Minecraft, and then can't get it to work again. And I, I seriously think it's got to be some kind of secret conspiracy in there. Like, hmm, how do we get the people who play Minecraft all day to play it again? Well, we know the nerds want to update to the newest version of Windows, so why don't we just make it incompatible? That's a great idea. And that's why I use Linux. Da, da, da. Not really. Um, anyways, <laughs> Linux is actually pretty cool. Um, Shut up. <clears throat> oh, from posted by our very own Cell, who we love so much. Even though he's not part of the team, I just completely love this guy. Uh, on he he's running a mini Ludum Dare uh, or Ludum Dare, uh, mini LD number thirty-five from uh, the sixteenth to the eighteenth. Um, it's Dare to Be Unique is the theme, which seems just a very nice, broad but very awesome theme to go along with. So um, yeah, if you want to go check that out, I'll post about that on IndieBurst as well because I'm just using that right now all the time um it's so <laughs> rad man everybody uses it it's like fanta orange soda we like ride skateboards down the street and everybody thinks we're awesome until you run out of the drops but then you pull another one um, yeah <laughs> anyways i guess that would actually be the end of our news i actually wait there's one more thing i want to bring up but wait there's more order now if and you, you get <clears throat> two of them no um <gasps> anyways the playstation suite has been renamed to PlayStation Mobile, which, in my opinion, sounds not nearly as awesome, but, I mean, it's still, it's an awesome thing, so. Uh, the PlayStation Vita and PlayStation certified devices such as tablets and Brett's Android phone. Um, <laughs> over the course of the next year, 200 new downloadable titles will be released on the PSN, with a good portion being indie titles as PlayStation wants to support indies because of the creativity and innovation they put in their games. <laughs> Yay. We saw how EA wants to support indies with their <laughs> indie bundle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was just so indie. Oh my god. Um I guess that would be the end of our news section and it actually I think Fisher's still having issues, so we're gonna try calling him again, but let's see. Mike, wanna do a musical interlude again? Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know if I can just whip it up. Double the cowbell. I don't know. I, I, I can... <laughs>
All right, so we're back on. So now, yeah, we can uh, interview Fisher now. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. All right. Um, Unfortunately, obviously, as I've already stated to all of you on the radio, our super omega leader overlord, Bretterly Hudson, could not do this today, so now we had to kind of improvise. So here we go. All right. Um, I guess just a little bit about TeenDev before we interview Fisher. Um, TeenDev is a group to essentially get together a bunch of teenage developers, not just for games, but um, just in general programmers and artists, musicians, and whatnot. Um, and you have to be between what ages is it, Fisher? 13 and 19. As long as your age has a teen in it, you're welcome to join. Right. Um, so what, what gave you the idea to start it? Uh, uh, I met Patrick on um, the App Game Kit group on Facebook. And I was just looking for someone who would like, work with me and help with me. And then he joined me. And then he was the one who actually came up with the idea. And I just sort of like implemented it and... We just went from there, and he's like, why don't we just create a group where we can bring together all these kids who want to program, make games, like make software, build websites, and do whatever. Why don't we just bring them all, all of them together from all over the world and just give them a centralized place where they can meet other kids just like them and get to know people and learn at the same time? Right. Um so as of now, we have, let's see. Should be 70 members last time I checked. Yeah, there's 70 members. Um, I guess if you want to get involved, you could always uh, try and, well, because we're advertising Burst so much at the moment, just Burst to me or Brett or something. Um, and... So, in addition to you, who are the other what? main uh, leaders? Well, you and Patrick, I guess, Brett. Um, is there anyone else who's kind of leading the group? Uh, there is Jacob, who is actually the project lead for the website. And there is Edward, who is um, in charge of the forums. Um, I know we have a project going on at the moment that's the... Uh, was it a first-person shooter mixed with a rook-like or something like that? And uh, I don't recall who's on that project, but I know that we were just kind of trying to see uh, if we could get together and collaborate more things like that and the website. Um, do you know how far along those are at the moment? The game, I'm not pretty sure because they don't usually report to me about anything. And as for the website, I haven't had the chance to talk to Jacob yet. So I'm thinking about talking to him sometime this weekend or next week and see how that's coming. But from what I've seen, it's looking pretty good. And it's going to actually, it's going to surprise a lot of people. All right. Um, I guess now we're going to try and get your opinion on a few things. Um I guess you've probably noticed that there's a lot of bundles now since the Humble Bundle is so successful. Um, speaking of which, actually, I, if I'm not mistaken, that's now past four 
million purchase or four million dollars uh, in purchases. But um, there's all these other bundles where people seem to essentially purchase it only because it's so cheap. Which I mean, that's all right and all, but I personally think it's kind of bad that indie games are only really being purchased in these bundles by a lot of people because you can get them so cheap. Whereas it's kind of like if you go to a store and something's on sale for 30% or 70% off or something like that, how you're only going to buy it because it's so much cheaper than normal. So it's a good deal, it looks like, and everything. But uh, do you have any opinion on that? Uh, Because they let you um, dictate the price you want to pay, I think that's the biggest thing to the customer. Because if I, for instance, go into Walmart and rather than pay... $500, $500, I get to choose the price I pay for that computer. I'll probably pay the average that everyone is paying, so I don't seem cheap or I don't seem to, um, I can't describe it, but I don't want to be that guy if I pay too much or too little. But uh, the biggest thing for that type of bundle is they'll pay what you want function because it's very convenient to a lot of people and if you don't have the money you can just if you don't have enough money to buy it at a set price you can pay whatever you want if you have that but i don't really think it's cheap or anything it's just convenience basically Well, I guess going along with the whole pay what you want thing, you also do have the people who, like Notch, have a lot of money that they can spend without really worrying about, well, how much they're spending so much. So, uh, for instance, Notch paid just one cent short of $10,000 on the latest Humble Bundle. And actually, there, there was a group of bronies who got together and pulled together their money so that they could pay... Uh, they could buy the bundle for a ton of money. So they spent $9,876.54. So I guess um, though some people are literally just paying like a cent to get all these amazing games. Uh, you do also have people that kind of go along with the whole pay a ton of money so that they can uh, just to support any uh, developers and charities and other things like that. I'm trying to see if anyone in the IRC has uh, some opinion or question they would like to add. Um, all right. Uh, Yellow asked, what do you think is the solution to these often not very well-known games getting sales? I don't uh, really understand that one. And Cell uh, wants us to talk about how it's mainstream to start competitions. Um, well, in fairness, a lot of these competitions that people try to start don't really get any entries or much of any entries anyways, so. Um, there's always a ton of, I think it was Compo Hub or something like that, .com actually, um, or some sort of thing like that, was um, essentially it allowed you to see like all of the various game competitions going on for indie developers uh, at a given time, so... Yeah. Okay, compohub.net. You can see there's always a ton of competitions going on, and you can go through and see how what ones recently passed or whatever, and what ones are coming up, and what ones are currently going on, everything with a nice little timeline thing you can scroll through. So as you can see, at any given time, it looks like there's about 
um, eight or more competitions now. And, I mean, I like having competitions though, but having so many competitions all at the same time, it kind of makes it difficult to enter them because you first off have to decide where do I want to, like, which one do I want to join and everything out of the many different ones. Whereas when it was just kind of like, oh, there's just, you know, like one or two big competitions at a time and whatnot, um, it, it was just a lot easier to go along with that. Like back when, before uh, Indie Pub, when they were 2B games and stuff, they had those competitions and stuff. And like the winnings were very large. And um, just it was kind of nice to be able to go, okay, I can just enter a game and try and win this. And there weren't too many rules, but it's just kind of you have to make a really good game because lots of people know about it and are entering. You know that. Uh, whereas now there's a lot of these competitions, the prizes aren't even really anything too substantial. So, okay. Um, starting today, there is a competition called 7D FPS. Well, not so much competition, I guess, but essentially it's just try and make an FPS in, um, in seven days and share with the world and everything. And, well, I know personally I've never made an FPS game before, but um, I think it, it'll be kind of nice to see what comes out of this because you have so many... Uh, like, of all the mainstream FPS games are all kind of just the same and everything, but when you give pretty much anything to the indie game development community. They try and make creative spins and things on and like gimmicks and whatnot. So I'm, I'm fully expecting that there's going to be some radical new game coming out where no one ever thought of uh, making an FPS game the way it, it's going to be made before. And I guess we'll see when it ends uh, June 15th. We'll be able to see what crazy things people have made. Uh, I believe some people in our IRC have actually started working on that too. I think Cell is working on Game Forward and and Ilfroth or however we're supposed to... I'm pretty sure we went over this last time, but um, I, I don't remember how to pronounce his name, so just going to go with that. <laughs> um, this is another awkward silence. So no, it's not. There's the keynote and whatnot, and you can check that all out at 70fps.org if you haven't already heard of it. Uh, it's just starting now, so you could still definitely get involved. Like me. <laughs> yep. It ends in uh, six days and about six hours. So, yep. All right. I think we're just going to cut it off now because Ooh. this is... Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, At least just, the sound quality is good. Yeah. Well, you know, it'd be better if we still had bread here. Huh. Anyways, um... Okay, uh, thank you for listening to broadcast number 28 of Indie Radio. This broadcast was broadcasted live with 1,000 mics and recorded using, um, actually, Mixcraft. what was it? Mixcraft? Yes. It's Mixcraft. Um, and all the music was actually done by Mike for this one. Um, and thank you again for listening in, and we hope to have you as part of the next broadcast, which will be June 23rd. And we promise it'll be better. Yeah. Brent will probably actually be there. Or and, not. you know, Stupid overreact should actually be there instead of, you know, the awkward everyone going by. <laughs>